Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday, the 6th day of July, 2022. 762022 is the date, and by now you know that I'm not in studio. Just so happens that yours truly got a dead battery in the old chariot today. And so while we wait for uh, the roadside service to happen, we called on Renee to run over to the studio and control uh, the uh, the uh, studio uh, from uh, the remote part there, and uh, she'll be in studio doing all the dials, and we'll be on remote waiting for waiting for roadside service. So that's how we begin this July 6th show. And uh, w- uh, w- what we're going to do today is, and we had to plan this planned anyhow, is we're going to take some reflections uh, of, of course, uh, the iconic sportscaster, Hank Goldberg, who passed away on July 4th. That was his 82nd birthday, so he passed away on his 82nd birthday. And I have lined up uh, for you to just tell some stories about this iconic person because he was as good a sportscaster he was, he was a better person, that's for sure. I had uh, some brief uh, encounters and moments with Hank. I'll share that along with you, etc. John Lenda will be along. Uh, we have uh, Rich Eng, who worked with him, of course. Jerry J, of course, will be a, a bit later. Jonathan Hardoon will check in with us. And I asked Ron Flatter from Horse Racing Network, uh, horseracing.com, because uh, Ron was um, really, uh, he was a contact with him, and he had a great column in on the uh, horseracingnetwork.com website. And I want to bring, uh, have Ron as well. So we'll get started with the show by just reminding everybody the weather out here in Las Vegas is beautiful today. It really is. Uh, the uh, temperature right now in Las Vegas is 81 degrees, a little bit past 7 o'clock in the morning. We're going to get up to 102 degrees today. And looking across the country, for all of you listening to us beyond Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all the shows, no matter whether I'm there or not, (laughs) we broadcast in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM. And, of course, we cover the world on our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, and all those good dots. And, of course, your uh, phone apps, your device apps, the KSHP device app that you can get so you can hear us on your iPhones and your Androids, and, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. So 
doing it a little bit differently today by circumstances of a dead battery in the old uh, car. We will uh, go ahead and start the show by reminding you that the uh, weather across the country today is really not that bad. Up and down the Pacific and Atlantic coasts are clear. Gulf Coast, for the most part, is clear. Just a little bit of action going on in the northwest and in the, the Midwest, that's for sure. All the real heavy action as far as rains, et cetera, are concerned are way up in the northeast in Maine, et cetera, there. And don't forget that we have um, a very uh, abbreviated racing menu today because of all of the tracks that took the opportunity to have a special holiday card on July 4th, Independence Day. There were 14 tracks operating on July 4th. Our Wednesday's uh, menu is usually light. It's a little bit uh, light today as well. We only have six racetracks on our menu, and uh, we'll uh, get to that right after the break. But in the meantime, I want to remind everybody that uh, we have, we're going to be talking about Hank Goldberg today. What a genuine, great individual Hank was. I, I can't say enough about him, and I won't. I'll have our guests uh, talk, uh, tell a story or two with their uh, their memories of uh, Hank Goldberg, who passed away on July 4th. Uh, real quick, uh, just one update as far as uh, the uh, news is concerned. Florent Garot is going to be riding a Del Mar this year. That's right. Florent Garot will be riding a Del Mar this year, uh, beefing up the uh, riding colony at Del Mar. So that's going to be a lot of fun, that's for sure. All right. Uh, Tell you what we're going to do, folks. We're going to go to our early. Uh, going to go to our break early, and when we come back, uh, if the uh, tow truck ain't here yet, we'll continue. So don't go away on this special Wednesday, July sixth race day show honoring Hank Goldberg. We'll be right back. From the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player with 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on race day, Las Vegas. Uh, don't want to. I, I had somebody just text me and ask me what side of the road I'm at. I guess it was a listener that would uh, come out and help me. I did not make it out of my garage today. Okay, the car would not start in the garage, so uh, I'm doing this over the phone from my office at at my home, and uh, the uh, the roadside service guys will show up here and give me a new battery and charge me. I don't know, 500 bucks or something like that. So that's how I begin my show. Here's the menu, by the way, of racetracks available today. Real quick, uh, we have Delaware Park. That's going to start at 9.30, 9.30 Delaware Park. Then after that, Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes will uh, start at 10.10. Remember, these first post times are Pacific, not in a Pacific time zone. Adjust to it. Don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? So uh, Finger Lakes, 10.10 a.m. Pacific time, as well as Delaware Park starting at 9.30 Pacific time. Now, Finger Lakes has a regular pick six carryover today of $17,836. First post time, 10 10. 
Then we get to Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has a first post time today of 10.30, followed by Horseshoe Indianapolis. Now, Horseshoe Indianapolis um, canceled racing yesterday, but we understand they are racing today. They have a pick six jackpot carryover of $33,058, and their first post time is 11.30. Then we get to uh, Penn National. Penn National will begin at its usual start time at uh, 3 p.m., 3 p.m. at Penn National for today. And uh, they have a pick five, a regular pick five carryover too today at Penn National of five thousand nine hundred and thirty-six bucks. Regular pick five too, not a jackpot. We rounded up with uh, Evangeline Downs. They start at three thirty this afternoon Pacific time, and uh, that just about it. That's for sure. Um, wrapping up uh, what happened on Fourth of July, Los Alamitos, as you know, had a carryover in, in the uh, pick six going into the Fourth of July card. They hit it, and it was a nice payoff too. Uh, the uh, pick six started out with a $26.40 winner, then came a 540 winner, courtesy of Rich Hang and Bob Mazursky. They both liked the fifth race winner at 540. Then you had 1920, 280. Wow. 520, and the last race paid 340. So the last three winners were favorites, but uh, the $26, $19 horses were enough to do the damage. A nice pick six carryover and payoff at Los Al. That carryover uh, payoff, $38,457.40 at Los Alamitos on Monday. All right, uh, let's see if we have anybody online since we're uh, here doing a remote. Um, hello, good morning. Hello, Ralph. Is this Jonathan? Yes, it is. How are you? Can, Not too good you, today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the car battery went dead. You know, these new cars, i got to tell you something. This is the second time this has happened to me, not uh, during a, uh, trying to get to a show. But the new cars, since they have all this computer stuff and all these things that happen when you start the car, you know how they uh, everything gets booted up. They give you no warning when the, the battery is about to go, go. It just doesn't go. One day you turn it, you know, turn on the ignition and nothing happens, which is what happened today. You know, in the old days, your old car, you used to get the, you know, you, you knew it was coming. Yeah, you'd crank then, it up, you'd get a booster, and you'd be on your way. <laughs> yeah, but nowadays, forget it. Nowadays, it's just, it just conks out. That's it. Case closed. Anyhow, um, what we're doing today on the show is uh, uh, honoring Hank Goldberg, who passed away, as you know, on uh, July 4th. I don't know, uh, Jonathan, if you had any personal uh, memories or personal experiences with uh, Hank, but I know that being a racing fan and in racing as long as you have, uh, you were definitely influenced by some of his broadcasting and his contributions. Yeah, no question about it, Ralph. I remember as a young kid, he used to do the, the racing show on ESPN, and uh, he was one of the handicappers, and uh, obviously he had quite a following, and from what I've read and what I understand, people that knew him have nothing but the highest of praise for him. All right, uh, Jonathan, I got to put you. Uh, we're going to put you on hold. Uh, Renee's going to put you on hold because I have Ron Flatter from uh, the Horse Racing Network that's uh, hitting a, a seam in time. He's got another broadcast to get to, and I wanted to get him on, and then I'll come back to you. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, can we get Ron Flatter on real quick? Hey. Hey, Ron. How are you? I know Good, that you're Ralph, pressed for you? time. 
I know you're pressed for time, and we want to thank you so much for uh, putting us in the seam on a busy day today. You had a thank great you. column on horseracing.com, uh, horseracing, uh, your, your nation, your nation.com. Yes, horseracingnation.com. Uh, it's a great column on Hank Goldberg and your experience with him. So uh, why don't you give us a little skinny on that? Oh, yeah. No, I met Hank in 1992. In fact, it was 30 years ago, probably this month, when I had uh, moved from Los Angeles to Connecticut to go to work for ESPN Radio, and he came in as a weekend host. I certainly heard about Hank, had seen Hank, was aware of him being in the radio business and knowing that he was like the, the sports god of Miami. Little did I know I would wind up working with him as his co-host uh, co and his producer. And that was for one very, uh, just, it was like a firecracker of a year, 1995 and 96. And we worked together uh, on, on our shows. And, when, and it's funny, we didn't spend a lot of time off the air. But the time we spent on the air was just, it was so charged with adrenaline and so charged with energy. And you just didn't know what you were going to get with Hank from day to day. And that was half the fun of it. It also could make you, you know, gnash your teeth. Uh, he was very demanding. I was very demanding of myself and of what I wanted on the show and what he wanted on the show and all that. And mm -hmm. so some of the highlights were like, I mean, the laughs we would have that were just found comedy. And it just worked. We, I used to do impersonations. He would do live commercials. I could get him to start laughing during live commercials, and he couldn't stop laughing. I remember one time he's off on a remote somewhere, as you are today, and things weren't going well because, like, the, the, the connection kept dropping, and it kept coming back, and he was, like, getting angry on the air. So I started to make fun of it by doing a thing where we had a sound effect in the background, and I started to, like, hiccup it, you know, stop, start, so that kind of a thing. And he was, uh -huh. like, getting angry, and I go, Oh, and and I, but the whole time I kept talking, and and you could hear laughter around him because he's getting angry about this connection. It's like, well, Hank, if the connection's bad, how come you can still hear flatter? That kind of a thing. And then he started <laughs> to get the giggles, and he couldn't get through the copy, and that wound up being a little piece of t audio we would play for years, for for months and months afterward. And I heard that they were playing that for years afterward. But he was he was so connected that uh, I remember when he showed up at ESPN Radio and somebody had the idea to say, hey, Don Shula, what's going on? Something, something with him and the Dolphins when Shula was still coaching. God, if only we could get him on the phone. Hank runs to a phone. Again, he's visiting talent. He's going to host. Rose mm -hmm. to a phone, picks it up. Hey, Shula, hammer. Yeah, I'm doing ESPN. Can you come on in five minutes? We had Shula, and this happened yeah. over and over and over again with Hank. And you know why he was so well connected? Because he was so well liked. He's just—he was an everyday type of guy. You never—you never got the impression of how uh, talented and/or well, you got the impression he was talented, but you, you never got the impression of how um, famous he was. He was—it was just great. And uh, if you ever spent time with Hank Goldberg, it was time well yeah. spent in your lifetime, that's for sure. Yeah. Memories are, are the key to, to, to uh, yeah, anybody's he, uh, lifetime. He, did a, he was one of those guys who seemed rough around the edges when it came to his broadcast presence. He wasn't one of these announcer types who sounded like this, you know. Yeah. He was sounding like this. And you always wondered, you know, hey, Hank, we need to, you know, you've got to hit exactly 30 seconds and hit it perfectly. 
And you think, ah, you know, is he going to be a Dems and Does kind of a thing? And he'd nail it. He nailed it every time. His batting average was through the roof when it came to that sort of a thing. Yeah. You know, people would yeah, talk he... about Cosell being able to ad lib those Monday night highlights. I got news for you. Hank could have done the same thing. And he didn't impress you as being that sort of a guy because what, and what you're talking about, Ralph, he didn't talk at you. He talked to you, whether it was yeah. on the air or whether you were looking at him and he'd look at you with those eyes and he'd just sit there and he looked at you and he let you know he cared. He cared both yeah. about the experience he was having with you, but he also cared about you. That was certainly the case with Hank. Not even a question about that. And Hank, of course, wound up uh, residing here in Las Vegas. He was in yeah. Las Vegas, of course, when he passed away. His dear sister lives here as well. Had a chance to uh, have dinner and a few um, situations, a few times that we got together and, and uh, you know, just uh, passed time talking about horse racing, et cetera. He, he's just a genuine individual. Uh, he will be missed, that's for sure. But the great racetrack in the sky got an absolute gem uh, on the 4th of July, that's for sure. Now you talk about 30 seconds, et cetera. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give an update on your last encounter with him here when you went into Green Valley Ranch. I went over there to spend the day to bet horses with Shecky Green, who's uh, still with us at 95. And at the time, he was about 92. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone with Hank, and I said, hey, Hank, uh, blah, 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 and I'm talking to this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, we should get together. Yeah, flat, great. Two minutes later, I walk across the room, sit down with Shecky. Hank was sitting there the whole time. I go, Hank, why didn't you tell me you were here? And he goes, flat, you didn't ask. <laughs> we spent the day together watching the races and betting the races. Yeah, and uh, the kicker here, folks, is uh, Ron uh, was supposed to be gone no more than an hour to get back home, and when he oh. showed up six hours <laughs> later, you had a real big explanation for the wife. <laughs> That's right, and I said, you know, you should have been there. And for everybody yeah, who could have known Hank, you should have been there. Yeah. Ron, I just want to thank you so much for spending. I know you're busy today, but when I reached out to you, you said, no problem. I'll be happy to give a story or two about Hank because he's just, he's, he's that much, he's that important, that influential still today and now, that's for sure. And the memories, uh, they're golden. That's, that's absolute with everybody, including you, Ron. And thanks a lot. And you're invited back anytime to talk horse racing. Thanks, Ralph. Keep, keep cashing. We'll cash a few in honor of Hank. Uh, you got it, my man. Thanks a lot. Ron Flatter, HorseRacingNation.com, uh, uh, certainly a website you need to go to, folks. This is a great website. Ron has great podcasts, et cetera. It really is great. Now we'll go back to Jonathan Hardoon, who I know um, if he's going to take uh, a, you know, if, if he's got to take a break in the middle of uh, his report, uh, certainly for guys like Ron, he'd be more than happy to do it. Uh, are you back there, Jonathan? Absolutely, Ralph. Uh, I do another show with uh, Ron on Sundays, Thoroughbred uh, LA. So, and we could go back to back. So I'm used to waiting for him, or he's waiting for me, whatever the case may be. But uh, been doing show with him for many years. Jonathan, had you ever have a personal um, encounter with uh, Hank Goldberg, like maybe socially, etc., or professionally? No, I did not. Uh, I followed him. He was a couple of years older than me, so I came in after him. But uh, I certainly grew up watching him on ESPN, like I was saying before. And uh, he just seemed like a nice fellow. He seemed like a down-to-earth, real kind of gambling guy, you know, someone that was a real trap person and looked like uh, he had plenty of stories along the way. 
Well, you know, he was born in Jersey, and, uh, and uh, his first encounters with horse racing, I understand, was at Monmouth Park Racetrack, and he fell in love with the sport ever ever since then. And he always uh, gave the sport a great shake, that's for sure. When all the other sportscasters, even with his uh, highlighting the NFL, et cetera, and other sports, he always managed to, to bring horse racing into the equation as well, and, and he will be certainly missed by the racing community, that's for sure. Yeah, horse racing was obviously his number one love. You know, he did other sports, like you said, but uh, horse racing was what it was really about for him, I think. All right. Now, I know that uh, unless you have a soapbox to stand on for something today, we will let you go uh, because uh, I know you do an, uh, an abundance of racetracks every day, but the tracks that you do aren't running today. No, I'm going to save my soapbox for tomorrow, Ralph. This is a special show dedicated to a, a great person and a great handicapper, so I don't want to take away from it. I will rant tomorrow. <laughs> Got to tell you, though, uh, just quickly, uh, there's going to be a hell of a weekend coming up this weekend. I know we're wrapping up, uh, you know, Los Alamitos in Southern California before you get down to Del Mar. Florent Garot going to Del Mar, huh? Yeah, I can't believe that, and uh, I'm sure he'll be shipping back east to ride some horses for Cox. You know, he's been on uh, a lot of Cox uh, big horses, so I'm sure, you know, he'll come back for that. And, and it's probably a smart move on his part. He figured Raymond Vasquez would probably be his main competition for leading rider, and uh, why not take a chance? You know, he's ridden with him before at Oakland Park and in other places. And not only that, but they have uh, about five or six barns shipping in from the Midwest, or certainly from the East Coast and Midwest, that are familiar with Drew, so he'll get to ride first call for a lot of those barns, and he's a terrific turf rider, so uh, they have turf racing at Del Mar. Why not make the move? And uh, those those horses coming in by virtue of the attraction of the new ship and wind stuff they got down there at Del Mar, I think that's a home run because it really does build up uh, the uh, – the field sizes, that's for sure. But before we get to that, we got a big weekend coming up uh, this weekend, the Belmont Oaks Invitational, the Belmont Derby Invitational, the Suburban, one of the uh, just historic races at Belmont Park and the Victory Ride as well. So we got a lot to talk about yet, that's for sure. And, Jonathan, we'll let you go, get your honeydew list done today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. Good luck with the car. I hope uh, everything's okay by tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. Thanks a lot, my man. See you soon. All right, now we're going to go to a break, uh, and uh, Renee back at the studio doing a yeoman's job. She was called, folks, about 20 minutes before the show started and got over to the studio in time to get it done. So we want to thank her so much for getting us up and on the air today. And uh, we will be back with more of the Race Day Show right after this. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Facebook and Sportsbook fans. Your entertainment destination, the South Point, is ready and waiting to indulge you with total comfort and exceptional service. The South Point has the only racebook in Las Vegas that is separated from the Sportsbook. We have a separate area for our horse players with numerous dedicated TVs just for horse racing. Relish larger individual TVs. More room at the customer tables for your comfort. Each table sporting additional electrical plugs and USB ports. 16 IPTs for account wagering right at your seat. Don't have time to stay. The mobile app is available for those who choose to wager on the run or wherever you might be in Nevada. It's only $50 to sign up and enjoy the convenience of the mobile racing app. And you can now use the club player's card for your race wagers. No need to have a separate card any longer. The South Point Racebook still has top-notch cocktail service right in the racebook for our horse players. The South Point remains your entertainment destination for horse players and racebook enthusiasts. Check it out. You'll love it. Only at the South Point. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. SDN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. SDN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Las Vegas for this uh, special kind of battery dead show. <laughs> In any case, uh, Monday they did have a twin queue at Station Casinos, but it was canceled because there was a late scratch in one of the races there. So if you have a ticket uh, for Monday on the twin queue and you didn't pay attention, pull it out of the garbage can. You're going to get your money back. Uh, there was uh, the cancellation of the twin queue on Monday uh, because of late scratches, that's for sure. We're going to go to Rich Ang right now. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralph. Well, um, I know that you have worked with uh, Hank Goldberg, and, and certainly you not only worked with him with with, uh, with the television coverage, national television coverage, but you also worked with him in uh, several seminars uh, here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I uh, you know going back in, in my history and uh, my dealings with uh, uh, Hank. Uh, for seven years, I worked on the horse racing coverage for ABC Sports and ESPN and worked many, many shows with Hank, and he was a, a, a true professional. And I was listening to the segment uh, that you had with Ron and uh, 
learned a lot. And there was something that Ron said that actually I saw the same thing too with Hank in uh, some of our pre-production meetings. Um, you know, if we had a question about a horse or a trainer or something, Hank would just whip out his phone and he'd call and you'd hear him say, Hey, Bob, Hank, it'd be Bob Baffert. And he'd go, Hey, Todd, Hank, it'd be Todd Pletcher. <laughs> hey, Nick, Hank, <laughs> it'd be Nick Zeno. So, I mean, he had that access to actually call so many of these people that were famous in the different sports and they would take his call and they would answer his questions. I mean, he was that, he was that good. He was that well respected. Yeah, and he and the key thing of uh, this whole situation in in your story is that he called them by their first name, like they were really uh, friends of his. You know, like he didn't, hey, Mister Baffert. You know, it was hey, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were on uh, they were on a first name basis. Uh, you know, Hank uh, Ron touched on this too with uh, Hank how how famous and how important he was in Miami sports. You know, going back uh, for many decades, and uh, I got a chance to see that firsthand, Ralph. Here's here's a story that uh, I know you'll love because you know all of the participants. But you know, one of the first shows that uh, I worked for ABC Sports uh, was down at Gulfstream Park, and I remember uh, during the week leading up to the broadcast on Saturday, Hank took a whole bunch of us out to dinner, and uh, the group includes I know everybody that you know. Uh, there was Al Michaels, who uh, you know hosted the telecast. Uh, there was Dave Johnson, who called the race. Steve Nagler, a very good a mutual friend of ours. And um, anyway, he took us to a restaurant called Joe's Stone Crab. And uh, there was a scene, Ralph, in uh, the movie Goodfellas, where uh, Ray Liotta, who's Henry Hill, goes into the uh, um, uh, not the Castle Blank. I forgot the name of the nightclub that he goes into with his date. And uh, there's people, like, waiting in line to get in, and he just kind of breezes by them all and gets a table right up front. Well, I saw this firsthand and, and lived it firsthand with Hank Goldberg. We're going to Joe Stone Crab, and there's people waiting in line to, to, to get a table. And Hank leads us into the restaurant through the front door, not the, not the back door like in uh, Goodfellas. But um, he says hello, you know, to all the employees. You know, they all know my first name and vice versa. And when he gets to the maitre d', the maitre d' just shakes his hand and says, hey, Hank, great to see you. Uh, uh, Let me take you to your table. So, you know, we sit down at the table and, you know, and people are stopping by to say hi to Hank. I mean, he's he's such a famous character down in uh, South Florida in Miami. And I remember I was a little little intimidated at the time, Ralph, and I think Hank noticed it. And he looks over at me and says, he says, Richie, he says, uh, you're my guest today. Order anything you want. No problem. You're my guest. And, I, and it was just, I mean, that's the kind of guy Hank was. He, he didn't really know me that well because it was my, you know, one of our first shows together. Sure. But he just, uh, he was just a special guy. I, I, I really heartfelt uh, lost to, to see him go. Not even a question about that. I think we all feel the same way. If you had an opportunity in your lifetime to share a moment or two or an, uh, uh, something like that with him, uh, you will always remember it, that's for sure. He always made people feel comfortable, no matter who you were and no matter where you were, that's for sure. Uh, Richie, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. I know that uh, there's there's no handicap today for you, but when uh, Hank passed away on uh, on his birthday, imagine that. I mean, Hank Goldberg passing away on his birthday. Uh, man, he made it to 82 years old, right on the button. And it is amazing how many people who uh, died on 4th of July, like John Adams and 
Thomas Jefferson, Al Davis, George Steinbrenner. So he's in good company, that's for sure, but dying on his 82nd birthday. What a way to go out. Only uh, only Hank can do the stuff like that, that's for sure. Uh, we will talk to you um, when uh, Los Alamitos returns on Friday. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to say one thing real quick, Ralph, sure. before I, yeah. I, I, I go. is You know, I, I put out a tweet about 20 minutes ago, because it, or half hour. It just kind of hit me, but... Um, the first handicapping seminar I did with Hank Goldberg uh, when he moved mm-hmm. to Vegas was over at Sunset Station, and uh-huh. uh, it was hosted by Brian Blessing, obviously someone you you know well, knew well. Yeah. Hank and Steve Davidowitz, and it just dawned on me that the three of those fellas, all great people, all great horse players and handicappers, they're, they're gone, and it just it just scares the heck out of me. I mean, uh, well, you know, you know that the, that only means one thing, Rich. That they've got that? one hell of a Kentucky Derby and Breeders' <laughs> Cup seminar up in the old racetrack in the sky with those three guys. Oh, man, there was a lot of horse racing knowledge there and a lot of love for the sport. They were three great guys, too. It, it, it they, just were. Kinda, they were. This kind of sobered me up a little bit. But, uh, anyway, no doubt about I just it. Wanted to That's share for that sure. with you, folks. Well, you're going to be here. You're the one that is going to turn out the lights here, so don't worry about that. Thanks a lot, Rich. We'll talk to you uh, on Friday. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Yep, I'll talk to you Friday. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to try to squeeze in one more break. Uh, and if uh, Renee will do the honors uh, back at the studio, we'll uh, hopefully wind up with uh, John Lindo and uh, maybe even Jerry Jackowitz. So don't go away. Uh, we're rolling along, even uh, on the side of the road, so to speak. We'll be right back. your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casino's race book has the answer come in and sign up for the nevada race book mobile app for just a 50 dollars minimum deposit you'll have the race book right at your fingertips no matter where you are in nevada it's convenient fun and easy to use when you do have time to visit south point casino is the perfect place to be our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Good morning, John. 
You Good got morning, me now, John. Rob. How you doing? Yeah, it, well, uh, I'm on the roadside with a dead battery in the car, so to speak. <laughs> well, we've been there and done that before. They'd be surprised where we do these shows from sometimes. I know, and I want to thank the crew back at the station because they were all on. Uh, I woke them up this morning, and, and they got them into the studio a little bit earlier because, as you know, I'm, I'm the only guy in the studio at, at uh, 7 o'clock. The offices don't open till 9, but they, they're troopers, and they got in there and did it, and I got a roadside guy. By the way, I say roadside. The car wouldn't start in the garage, so the roadside guy is, is uh, you know, uh, on his way over here, as he told me during the break. So. I know that you have a story about Hank Goldberg, and we both have a story together with Hank Goldberg, don't we? We do. Well, just a little bit about Hank. You know, um, when ESPN was covering the horse races, uh, uh, he would do come out and do the uh, Pacific Classic at, at Del Mar, and he also would make trips out. He loved Del Mar. So he'd come out for at least a week every year pre-pandemic and play a little golf and be at the races, and he used to stay at a – hotel uh, pretty close to where I live in Carlsbad. So he used to sit across from me from the press box at Del Mar, and I would give him a lift back to his hotel every night, and, and uh, we got to know each other pretty well that way. And I'll tell you one thing, Ralph. You know, we talk about uh, guys that, uh, that are in this business. Hank always did the work. Like, like Richie had said, he had connections all around the country. He would make calls. He would do the research. So when he was on ESPN or whatever broadcast he was doing, he wasn't just, you know, sh- sh- picking things out of the dark. You know he did the work, and better yet, he also knew where the, the wagering windows were. He went to the windows and backed his opinions. So this was a guy that was one of us in the trenches and, and trying to do the best he can, getting the best information he can, and he was giving it to the public. And uh, he just was terrific in that way and, and treated everybody so well. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed getting a chance to to work with him a little bit. And I got a call one time when ESPN was broadcasting Pacific Classic from a, a guy I went to college with. He goes, hey, uh, I'm watching this thing on the Pacific Classic. You know Hank Goldberg? I said, yeah. You know, and he, he goes, he says you're his good friend on TV. I said, what? And, and, you know, we had been talking about the Pacific Classic a little bit. I guess he mentioned some stuff we had talked about. And I thought, that's the kind of guy he was. You know, just, hey, this is where I got it from, and that, that's that's what I'm going with. So a, a really good guy. And, you know, we'll share a story together about the, the time we got a chance to get together. I am. I'll, I'll share that story. But before I do that, Jay Privman, who is, of course, uh, with the Daily Racing Forum and, uh, of course, does a show with you on the weekends in Southern California, has a unique story about Hank Goldberg. He, he tweeted it out, and uh, I know that you know the story. Why don't you tell him? Well, every summer uh, when Hank was in town, we would have the, the Hank Goldberg Burger Bash over at, at Jay's house. We'd, we'd get the, some of the media guys together while, while Hank was out there and just have a little barbecue in the backyard, and we'd tell a lot of lies and, and, and stories, and, and Hank was the guest of honor. So we'd all just – and he had so many stories to tell us about, so many different things, and uh, it was great. Uh, it was a, a chance for the guys and girls to get together and just and, and, and talk about things, and it's one of the things we look forward to every summer. Did I lose you there? Hello. Yeah, I can can hear you now. Yeah. Uh, I understand that Jay Privman was introduced to his wife from Hank Goldberg as well. Yes, yes. One of the the, uh, his uh, wife now, Ann, 
their first date was was down in, down in Florida, and 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 you know, one of the things was to get a, a chance. You know, worked around a, a little meeting with with Hank, and uh-huh. uh, so yeah, Hank had a lot to do a lot of things around here, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we are going to miss him. And let's talk about uh, what, you know one of the things we we'd get together. And, hey, let me take you to dinner, or, or you know, and we've gone several times to different different places. But you were in town one time when Hank was out here. So uh, you know, my wife and Ella and and I and and they said, well, let's let's go with Hank and you and uh, Hank. We all went to a restaurant very close to Del Mar, so we're having dinner. And, and again, he's conducting court as usual, and people stopping yeah. by and saying hi. And uh, the owner of the restaurant came by and say hi, and 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 bought us a round of drinks. And after she leaves, a little twinkle in his eye, Hank says, you know, I used to date her. And yep. uh, you know, he, he told us that story and. Uh, yeah, you know, and Hank had a lot of little kid in him too. He was a, just a terrific guy. Yeah, I remember that vividly because it was the last time, by the way, I uh, had an opportunity to get down to Del Mar, and we all went to uh, I think it was Tractons, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was Tractons, and and uh, the original owner, of course, the father, had uh, was no longer there, and his uh, daughter came to the table and. And lo and be, and that, and that and again that happened at Tractons. There was a line outside, and Hank went in there. And the next thing you know, we got a table, a nice big table, because there was a, a there must have been eight of us in the group, and they found a table for him, and he was there. And and yeah, that happened. And I looked, and I just smiled. You know, you could <laughs> you, you couldn't think anything else except that's Hank. No, exactly. And and I I can vouch for for Richie Yang too. If you if you've ever been to Joe Stone Crabs in Miami, you cannot get in there and sit no. down without a minimum hour and a half or two hour wait, unless you know a guy like a, a Hank Goldberg or even uh, the late Joe Hirsch from Daily Racing Forum. He had a little bit of that kind of pull too. But you had to know somebody to get in there quick, and uh, Hank was a good guy to mention. Okay, uh, all I can tell you is that uh, he will be missed by the entire community of people that had an opportunity to hear him broadcast no matter what sport it was because he was unique. But he'll be really missed by the people who had a chance, a golden chance, to spend some time with him as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, he his uh, last days were spent right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, Yeah, good man. Nice. Uh, yeah, good to his friends. He knew who his friends were, and he never forgot them. And uh, we yeah. we should all be so lucky to have friends like that. Not a question about that, John. Uh, I wanted to have you on the show today because uh, you know, every, everybody, practically everybody that's on this show have uh, knows Hank Goldberg to one degree or another. And I just wanted to make a uh, kind of a tribute today to him uh, passing away on July fourth. We will get back to business tomorrow. I know that uh, you, um, of course. Uh, are doing Los Alamitos right now, so we're going to give you the day off tomorrow and, and check the battery in your car, okay? Sounds good. I'll, I'll be ready to fire <laughs> then. I'll have the ignition running before I get on the show on Friday. You got it, my man. Thanks a lot, John. All right. Good luck today. We will finally uh, bring in Jerry Jackwitz for a couple of minutes here. And, uh, Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. And uh, sorry about your car. It happens yeah, well, you a know, lot here in Vegas. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is these new cars, since they got so much of that computer stuff, they don't warn you like the old days. You know, you, you, you crank it and, you know, or you say to yourself, okay, no, i got to get down and get the battery charged or get a new one. These ones just don't start one day. They just go from yeah. starting to nothing. Anyhow, yeah. I know you have uh, – you did a, a seminar with Hank Goldberg, one of the yeah, final the- seminars I think he did uh, out at the Sunset Station, right? Yes, that's true. It was Richie – 
Hank and myself, and um, it's the only time I met Hank, and uh, I didn't know him, you know, other than from TV like everybody else, and, uh, you know, he was he had a big personality and a very commanding personality, and I, you know, I was, I don't want to say intimidated, but I was, <laughs> I certainly sensed that, I sort of said, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know, and then, um, you know, and then the seminar went, and, you know, it was great of Chuck to... Uh, Chuck Esposito, uh, he was a very good friend of uh, of Hank's, and uh, bring Hank out. And Hank wasn't in the best shape, but uh, uh, physically, but mentally, he seemed to uh, really be up for the uh, the challenge. And it was a it was a great seminar, it really was. Yeah, not even a question about that. That's for sure. And yeah. and all I can say is that yeah, some some people when they meet him for the first time after knowing the persona that he had on TV and not knowing him personally, maybe for the first time, but uh, you, you're kind of in awe. But after a while, it's like uh, he treats you like a buddy that he's known all his life. Yeah, I mean, he, he was very, uh, very generous. And, um, you know, we, we had a little di- point of disagreement during the seminar, but when the yeah. seminar was over, um, you know, it was like, Great, great job, uh, great guy. Yeah. You know, was, everything yeah. was really uh, positive and upbeat, and I only have really nice things to say about Hank in the, sh- in the short one one evening that I uh, I spent with him and Richie, and uh, I'm sure Richie could tell you this the story as oh, well. Yeah. But, he can, that's for yeah. sure. All right, listen, we're going to wrap up the show. I think we're about ready to start the closing music because we got the um, the news going to well, start at the top of the top of the hour. But I want to remind everybody that, of course, because uh, Belmont Park uh, did not uh, uh, ran on Fourth of July, they won't be running tomorrow. They'll be coming back on Friday, so you will be coming back on Friday with everybody else out there. In the meantime, I'm going to spend some extra money I didn't think I would today by putting a new battery in my car. And so um, that's the way I start out my day. We hope you enjoyed a little bit of the Hank Goldberg memories. And until tomorrow, go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.